You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. I'm Rich Muller from Centerville on the eastern shore of Maryland. And I am Glenn Nagig from Ocala, Florida. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for February 22nd, episode 3351. Good morning, Horse World. Now, from the Man Cave at the Horse Radio Network, the monthly Horse Husbands episode. This one is for you guys. No horse women allowed. That's right. It's time for the Horse Husbands episode, and we got a fun show planned for you today. We have singer, songwriter, and horse husband Sam Gay is going to join us to talk about his new album and being a horse husband to Templeton Thompson. Of course, Sam uh, has been a support for Templeton all these years. You've heard Templeton on the show many, many times. She's been on here. We've done concerts with her, and Sam, you know, they're good friends to uh, Horses in the Morning, but I don't know that we've ever had Sam on to talk about being a horse husband, and he has a new album coming out, so it just seemed like a good time to do that. Plus, get this, Rich, there was a proposal on the recent Horse Lovers Cruise, and we're going to hear it from the future horse husband's point of view. His name is Aaron, and he's coming on to talk all about that. Plus, he has an interesting hobby, too, we're going to chat about. But that's all coming up on today's show. Now, you've been a bachelor now because your wife and the whole gang have left the farm, and they're down hanging out naked. So are you enjoying the quiet, or are you getting tired of the quiet? Uh, A little tired of it. Um, I've basically uh, almost caught up on some of my... uh, projects uh when the horses leave i get to repair everything that's broken <laughs> over the summer <laughs> and what and and repair all the equipment and to get the mower ready uh and luckily uh the grass doesn't grow during the winter so so it actually does give me some time to sleep in once in a while so you know, it's funny i just mowed our lawn at the yard, at the house. Wow. Here. Uh, we just mowed our lawn because <laughs> we've had the <laughs> wettest winter in the history of Florida winters. Yeah. And it's the grass just keeps growing. So yeah. I had to mow the lawn. Yeah. Do you, yeah. what, what's been the big problem? What did they break that was the big, uh, annoying one this year? Uh, well, the biggest one was the lawnmower. Actually, the lower part of the block cracked on the engine on it. Oh. And I just finished putting that all back together uh, last night. <laughs> wow. you, the so, fact that you can tear it apart and fix it and put it back together is amazing because I yeah, can do that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the barn, though, is very, it's relatively unharmed right now. I need to uh, pressure wash and paint this year, though. So, well, there you go. Yeah. She's got it lucky. I mean, she she leaves the barn's a disaster. She comes home and you have it all fixed up. Yep. Yeah. 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 And then during COVID, it was the reverse order. I went down to um, down to Aiken and painted and uh, repaired the barn down there. (laughs) (laughs) I I hope she knows that how lucky she has it to have you. Uh, I I think she does. I think she does. (laughs) So. So, but I am getting older and tired now. Yeah, yeah, aren't we all? (laughs) Yeah. So we're going to, Jennifer and I are heading up at the living quarters. We're going to go up and visit Helena, who has a new place there in Aiken, new little farm, and she has a RV hookup. So we're going to spend a week there, first week of March. We'll have to see if we can catch up with Mogi. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm sure she'll be there the latter part of that week. But All right. yeah. All right. Well, I'll check in with her. We have a whole bunch yeah. of people we know up there, so we'll have to yeah. we'll have to make oh, the yeah. rounds. Yeah. I like yeah. Aiken. I think Aiken, you know, if we didn't live in Ocala, I think Aiken would be a place we could live. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it actually is a very nice place. I'd like to live there, but Mogi doesn't want to do the summers. Yeah. So it is a little warm down here in the summers. Yeah. Just, but you get yeah. warm up there too. Yeah, but we get the we're close enough to the water where we get the ocean breezes uh, and or not really the ocean but the bay breezes and you know and 60 miles from the atlantic and uh about two miles from the bay so so it's not a it's not a hundred degrees with a thousand percent humidity for three months like here not three months no <laughs> we get a, a week uh, a week is about the most day or two here or there so it's not too bad. Yeah, I can ha- I can handle that. Today it was absolutely yeah. beautiful. It was in the fifties yeah. here, and we were out at the we were out working at the new farm. And I said to Jennifer, yeah. I said, "Oh, it'd be nice if it's like this all the time." It yeah. was yeah. nice, not the sweat. Yeah, I think I think it was twenty six this morning when I left. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was cold. We haven't had as much snow as we usually have in the last three years, I believe. I think. Yeah, the snows have all been gone north of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like. I think global warming is real. <laughs> well, at least for your area, you know. Yeah. And here yeah. we are, you know, getting uh, deluged in rain. But, they, you know. Yeah. That's, yeah. And Cal- look at California is just going to wash off into the ocean. Yeah. Uh, nah. Nah. <laughs> they <laughs> shouldn't have that. a problem with the reservoirs for a while, though. Yeah. 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 No, that's California. <laughs> yeah. it's a, Jennifer said she was funny. She said today we we're talking about the weather out there and she said, you never hear anything good about California. <laughs> it's always no. earthquakes. It's too hot. It's too dry. The water's drying up or, you know, it's flooding to the point where houses are falling in the ocean. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, they 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 have the Tulare Lake Basin filled up with water, which I I, I knew about growing up and whatnot. But um, it hasn't done that since '83, I think. It's it's bizarre seeing so. this some of the pictures from four years ago during the drought with the with the reservoirs, and uh-huh. seeing them now. I mean, it's just crazy the difference. Yeah. 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 And they're spilling the water over the, over the dams and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot different. So. All right. Well, they'll be dry again. That'll happen. <laughs> Another yeah. couple of yeah. years, it'll be a drought. Yep. yep. Well, we're going to get yeah, on with our so. first guest because our okay. guests, uh, we have a lot of fun with our guests today. And the first one coming up is Sam Gay. Uh, he's a musician, a songwriter, and, you know, horse husband to Templeton Thompson. So we're going to talk to him about a new project that he has going on. And also, being a horse husband, we're going to play a little of his new music as well, right after this word from U.S. Rider. As horse owners, we spend a lot of time on the road. Let U.S. Rider help keep you covered. Our equestrian motor plan offers fast, reliable, nationwide service from our highly trained roadside assistance team. 24-7 coverage for both you and your horse. Membership includes horse trailer servicing, towing, flat tire repair, even on dual wheels, battery assistance, and lockout service on any vehicle in your plan. We also have your equine companions covered with referrals for emergency vet services, barrier referrals, and emergency stabling assistance. Get peace of mind on the road for you and your horse. Join U.S. Rider today. Well, we've known the next gentleman. Uh, He's a horse husband. He's a singer. He's a songwriter. And we've known him for probably 12, 14 years that uh, he and his wife have been coming on the shows 
We know him as horse husband to Templeton Thompson, but his real name is Sam Gay. Hi, Sam. Uh, hey, man. How are you doing? Good. Been a while. It's too long. Yeah. Well, it's so good to have you on. In a different context this time, first we got rid of the woman. She's not here right now, so <laughs> so that's good. We can actually talk, you know, uninterrupted. Uh, love you, Templeton. So she's not allowed to listen to this anyway because there's a rule. No women are allowed to listen. So Oh, good. Yeah. So you can say whatever you want in this episode. You're good to go. Excellent. Uh, Sam, when you met Templeton, were you a horse guy at all? I was not. Uh, I was a. Uh, I was one of those guys that uh, had a friend who uh, got a horse, not necessarily a horse person, and invited me over to come ride their horse, and it was not a good experience. And so I was kind of, I was kind of the opposite of horsey when uh, Templeton and I met. I was kind of afraid of him and and uh, just had not had great experiences. Did that give you a second thought at any point? About Templeton? Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Well, in fact, the way, one of the ways that I wooed her um, was uh, she and I, early on, before we were even a couple, uh, we were on a songwriter tour in France at, that she had kind of had a huge hand in organizing. And um, she, she kind of worked herself into a frazzle doing that, and she was pretty stressed out. And while we were out, riding around, we were in Normandy and, uh, we'd been out riding around and I saw a sign for horse rides and I thought, oh, well, she talks about horses a lot. I bet she'd like to go horseback riding. So, uh, there were two other people on the tour with us and I said, Hey, we let's all pitch in and let's get Templeton to ride on, you know, a, a ride. And it wound up being on the beaches there at Normandy. Oh, wow. And, um, you got some bonus boyfriend yeah. points that way. I, I did. <laughs> Unbeknownst to me, they were real serious boyfriend points. So. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. Your yeah. instincts, uh, your instincts won out. How long have you two been getting together? A long time. Uh, we had our 26th anniversary this past year. We'll be 27 years in wow. June. Congratulations. And that's, thank you. And that's being in the music business together for yeah, that long. Right. Exactly. We get extra credit, I think. <laughs> yeah, you do. Anybody that works with their spouse, and I can say that uh, having done that for the same amount of time, uh, yeah, we should. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or they should. I'm not sure. Maybe yeah. they should. <laughs> yeah, they should, for sure. That's that's on both sides. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sam, you've been doing music since you were a kid or, or a teenager or what? Yeah, I started playing guitar when I was probably 10 years old, and um, once I picked it up, I just kind of never put it down. Uh, I I grew up in Memphis and had bands in Memphis uh, after, like, in my senior year of high school, I started the, with some friends, started a little country band, and um, for about, I don't know, nine years after that, um, played around Memphis, did stuff involving the music business, produced a few things, um, and then uh, moved to Nashville and in 1989. And again, kind of once I got here, boy, really never looked back. Um, I kind of felt like I'd landed at home when I got to Nashville. And you were doing writing? Were you playing in uh, cover bands? What were you doing when you got there? Uh, when I got here... Well, first I started waiting tables. Well, of course, yeah, that's required. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I moved here for um, 
uh, for songwriting basically. And so I, when I got to town, uh, I just immersed myself as hard as I knew how to into the, um, to the songwriting community. And, and, and at the time in Nashville, there was a really sort of coherent songwriting community that was easy to find. Uh, things have gotten spread out uh, over the years just because the music business has gotten smaller and smaller and less money and less money. So the, the part of Nashville that the music business kind of owned um, is now getting sold off to build condos and stuff. So it's a little harder to find that community. Uh, so I'm really grateful that I moved here when I did. What was your goal when you moved there? What was the ultimate goal, you know, that you pictured yourself in big stadiums or always as a songwriter or as an entertainer, both? I, the the honest truth is, yeah, I just, I wanted to write songs. I, I mean, I knew I wanted, I had other things besides just writing songs. You know, I've, I've always loved to make music. I've loved the production uh, process. Uh, I've always had a recording studio at my house since I could afford anything to record on. And uh, so I've always loved doing that. But the main goal was to to make a living as a songwriter, to to see if I could get songs recorded by artists on labels. And um, so that's what I I just kind of got here and, and met people and played out and started co-writing and visiting publishing companies and all that until I finally managed to get a publishing deal and then managed to get a cut or two to begin with. And that sort of set me on my way. And you have worked with some fairly large names, if I remember right. Uh, yeah. I mean, over the years, my very first cut was with a guy named Brian White. And I mean, it was a million selling record. You don't hear about Brian very much anymore, but he was a great, great singer. And um, yeah, I mean, to be on that record as my first cut was, was pretty awesome. And then like Montgomery Gentry and little Texas. Um, if, if, <laughs> If our listeners are old enough, uh, Johnny Rodriguez and Ricky Van Shelton and some other folks like that um, have recorded some of my songs, too. So, so yeah, I've been lucky to have a few get recorded along the way. Has it always been country, or you uh, write other stuff, too? I'm, I'm pretty country. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, it, I mean, I've honestly, um, this past year, this is going to sound weird, uh, we've got a really good friend who does um, sort of new age music. She's from Australia, but she lives in L.A. And she came to Nashville to write with us. And we wrote um, this sort of new age song. And it was a blast. It was so far out of my so far out of my box. It was unbelievably fun. And it was on the short list for a Grammy nomination this oh, year. Wow. That, that song and, and the album that it was on. Um, they didn't get the nod, but, but it was shortlisted. So that was pretty cool. So maybe, maybe I'm not a country writer. Maybe I'm a new age writer. <laughs> maybe you've been missing it all these years. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so was that the, was that the same Australian artist that we had on the concert that one night from Australia? Different, but kind of sort of related. Okay. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's from that the same group of people. Uh, have did we have did we do a thing where Rod McCormack came on yes. one time? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So Rod is a producer in uh, Australia, super successful producer over there, and um, his daughter, uh, whose name is Jim J G E M, 
um, she is the artist on the, the uh, new age stuff and doing pretty well at it. Like I said, she did very well at the Grammy, um, in the Grammy running this year and all that, hoping that we get to write a bunch more with her. Well, now, did you, getting back to horses, did, did you, have you ever gotten into it since, or is this kind of Templeton's thing and you're, you're playing horse husband here? Pretty much that. I mean, you know, with, with Templeton, uh, she and I have had the opportunity to, to tour in some pretty incredible places and people, of course, several of these have offered for us to go on horseback rides and, um, and I'll always, well, I, I have always said yes to that. I've kind of got a bum knee now that I'm not sure I'd be that great at riding anymore. But like we got to ride in this place called the YPO Valley in um, on the Big Island in Hawaii that was like riding through Eden. And we got a chance to ride in the Flint Hills in uh, Kansas in the in the six foot tall prairie grass with like 200 riders. It was just unbelievable. So. I've done some riding and I've done a lot of groundwork stuff with our, with our horses. But the honest truth is, you know, the horses are kind of Templeton's world and, um, and I'm sort of, I orbit in and out of that. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any other hobbies other than music? I am a bass fisherman. That's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. If I have, if I have spare time, um, and hence the name of my, record that I've just been working on. It's called I Go to the Water. That came directly from um I was having a discussion with somebody about Templeton and I said, Yeah. So she goes to the horses, you know, for her for her soul time and I go to the water. And it, a couple of years later I went, duh, that's a title. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh yeah that's kind of our that's kind of our uh yin and yang you know she's she's got the horses i've got the i've got the fishing do you fish rich no i don't fish i, don't I am not a fisherman i <laughs> i have a nephew that uh did the bass fishing competitions which are huge in the carolinas in the south and probably tennessee too yeah, uh, yeah. Have, do you have you ever competed i have fished in one tiny little tournament at a local lake and then i also fished at like a it, and this is going to sound weird because I'm not one, but it was in a uh, like a celebrity pro-am music business kind of thing. Um, my buddy Porter Howell, who's in the band Little Texas, um, is my main fishing buddy. So he was our celebrity. And um, and so we fished in a tournament for that. But it's been years ago. I, <laughs> so, I fish. So in yeah. Nashville, I love this. Most places golf. It, they have celebrity golf yeah. tournaments. And Tennessee, yeah. it's celebrity fishing tournaments. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if they still do that one, but it, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> That's great. So you're working on a new album right now. I am. Tell us I about am. that. I'm- we're gonna play. We're gonna play one of the songs you sent over to uh, a little later to play you out. But uh, tell us about the new album. This is your first album or your second? It's my second album, okay. but the first one. Uh, now let, <laughs> let me clarify for that. This is Sam on his own. There, Templeton has done tons of albums, um, right. and you've helped with all of those albums. But this is the one where you're you're the lead singer. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. I'm basically, with Templeton, most most of the records that we've done on her. It's everything but her on the record is me. Right. Uh, but 
Yeah, we've uh, on this one. It's me, you know, in the big print, um, which, you know, was a space that I haven't been super comfortable. I was a lineman in high school football, and I like that. I like being one of those guys that gets the work done and doesn't necessarily have to talk to the people afterwards, you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, this is this is my first in a very long time. I did one years and years ago that was basically a compilation of some old song as a songwriter, we used to, uh, after, after I would write a, a little pile of songs, we would take them to the recording studio in Nashville and, and make song demos. And, and it was basically a collection of those demos. Um, my first record. And then, but that's been, I don't know, 20 something years ago that I did that. So I'm right on pace, man. I'll have another one in another 20 years. <laughs> I am on fire. There you go. <laughs> I, I, I take credit for get, bringing Sam out of the shadows because all those years ago, I would make him come on the show. Uh, <laughs> so, you didn't want to either. I mean, this is a long time ago. But we'd yeah. have Templeton on and want to talk to you too. And you'd be like, oh, no, 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 no. Just <laughs> well, I was lucky in that, um, that are, you know, she's she's good at talking. Yeah. <laughs> So that kind of took the pressure off of me, but I'm happy to be here talking about this. And, and so tell again. us, tell us about this record. What's going to be on it? What are you working on song wise? Well, it's it's a collection of some songs that I've had around for a while, and and then a couple of brand new ones. Um, I sent you a couple, um, you know, just for you to get sort of a feel of it. But it's mostly story songs. Um, you know, as I'm a I'm a huge Guy Clark fan. And, um, I, I don't, I, I wouldn't dare compare my, my stuff to his stuff. Cause I, you know, I just think he's a legend and awesome, but, um, it's the kind of stuff that I like to write. I like to write story songs that can, that people can recognize either themselves or someone they know in. And, um, so that's kind of the, the vibe of this album. And it's, it's a fairly acoustic sounding thing. Um, Although you heard, I think you might have heard the one that <laughs> the production kind of went into like uh, uh, that sort of, uh, what do they call it? Country politan. It's a country song with some strings and stuff on it. Yeah. Yeah. I did hear that. <laughs> but um, do, do you, do you write lyrics first or the, the melody? For, what do you, what do you do first? I, you know, it's all over the place. Um, a lot of times the, the lyrics and the melody are born together. Um, you know, especially when it comes to just having an idea, um, usually it starts with, you know, I'll read or hear something that makes me go, Ooh, that I, yeah, I can, I can do get into that. In fact, one of the songs on the record, um, we've got a friend named Sally Barris and Sally's also a great songwriter. And she was over here one day to do something else. We we're working on some video stuff for her. And she was telling us about, um, she'd been listening to the radio and she heard a, a radio program called ask an astronaut. And my little brain just exploded. I was like, oh, we got to write that. So, um, <laughs> within, I don't know, 10 <laughs> minutes, I was upstairs in the studio here and, um, started a song and, and we wrote it that day and it's, it's called, I asked an astronaut and it's, uh, it's going to be on the record. And it's just, uh, I love it when that happens. I love when an idea just 
gets on me and won't leave me alone. I will want to ask somebody that's in the music business. You know, we've heard in recent years about artists being sued for copying other, mostly melodies, not lyrics, but melodies. Right. And right. I mean, there's only so many in the world. You know, and, and a lot of them sound alike anyway, right? But how do, you, how do you know when you're writing something? You probably have heard a bunch of stuff that you're kind of putting into one. How do you know you're not copying somebody else? You know. I would have wondered about that. I don't always. Sometimes it takes me going back and listening. Um, I did that to myself one time. Uh, back in Back in the day when I was writing for publishing companies, And, you know, I was writing at least five songs a week, sometimes, you know, twice that. And um, I wrote a song with um, a guy named Dean Miller, who's actually Roger Miller's son, Um, wrote a song with him and we did a work tape on it and he pitched it and it went on hold for some, I don't remember who, but somebody was like, yeah, I'd like to record that. And after I got that news, I went to myself, oh, no, the melody of this is on this song that I wrote with another of my favorite co-writers. <laughs> and, oh, no. And so I called my my other co-writer friend and I said, hey, here's what's happened. And just just so that we're all clean, I said, I'm, I want you to have half of my half of the song. So, um, so, yeah, it happens that um, especially when I'm writing a lot, it's it's hard not to either repeat yourself or to get on something. And um, we just try hard not to. I'm just you know. thinking you're doing five to 10 a week. You are the original AI songwriter. <laughs> <laughs> you're just there pumping them out. <laughs> I was an A something songwriter. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so Sam, what, yeah. so uh, you're doing a Kickstarter right now. And uh, for this, and I know we supported, uh, I think almost everything you've done over you and Templeton have done over the years, uh, and you're almost there. You you had a goal of six grand, and this is to put it all together and to get it marketed and stuff. It's not cheap anymore, um, right? And you're at fifty eight twenty one, and with uh, twenty one days to go, that's pretty darn good. I, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's, that I'm is right. One hundred and seventy nine dollars away yep. um, <laughs> from being a hundred percent, and. This is a month long campaign and and here we are a week and a half in and it's almost funded. So either this last three weeks is gonna be a scary grind or <laughs> No, we'll or put you, we'll put you over that in no time. Don't worry about uh, that. <laughs> I, I hope so. I mean that that's the thing about Kickstarter. It's like you set a goal and if if you don't reach the goal uh, it's like the Kickstarter campaign never happened. Yeah, you don't like, get anything that way. You don't get anything. People Whereas don't get the other charged. one, you, I forget what it's called, that you get you get the money, whatever you raise. Right, yeah. right. But with Kickstarter, it's like, you know, if you don't reach the goal, you got nothing. But then also on Kickstarter, you can go past your goal. Like a lot of, you know, a lot of products and people that you see on Kickstarter are like, they get up to like a thousand percent of their goals or whatever. Um if I if I get to a hundred percent, that's awesome. And if there's any more, that's incredibly awesome. So I'm I'm hoping that people will be interested enough to to keep on contributing and as the as this last three weeks of this campaign or play out. Yeah. Well, we know you're going to make it. That's <laughs> not a, that's not even a given. Or that's a given. So so when do you uh, view having this out and and uh, when when the supporters can uh, hear hear the album? <laughs> 
I am uh, planning to ship this record in May. Uh, I have some work, a little bit of work yet to do on it. And we, we were talking about Rod uh, in Australia. Uh, he's part of it. He's going to be part of it. I'm, I'm taking the sessions that I've got. You know, almost everything's done here, but I'm gonna I'm gonna send all that to Australia. He'll work on the um, getting everything mixed, and he'll add some parts. Um, he's just an incredible, incredible musician, songwriter, producer. So he's gonna put his magic on it, and then he'll send it back to me. And at that point, it'll be ready to go. So um, hopefully, it, it'll be ready before May. But I've I've set a May date for shipping and releasing it as a, as a project. Well, Rich and I, I would, are not going to qualify for the one option you have on your Kickstarter, which is a one-on-one guitar lesson, because I think we both agree we have no musical ability at all. <laughs> yeah. no, no, I didn't go there. I get a T-shirt and a CD. Yeah, okay. Thank, <laughs> I think that's where our speed, Rich. <laughs> I just saw right before we came on the air here, I just saw that Rich had, had contributed, and I was so, so grateful um, like I said, everything. Uh, you know, you're you're welcome. No worries. It makes a giant difference. So yeah. thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, um, you know, we were as I was launching this Kickstarter thing, I was sort of searching through it to see, you know, some of the other musicians who have who have done Kickstarter campaigns. Kenny Loggins has done two. Really, Kenny the Legend Loggins has done two of these. Now he didn't set a goal for what I did. Um, and he raised $120,000 or something. Um, yeah, but (laughs) he's going to be, uh, he's going to be on the blues cruise next month. Really? Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. He's on the Joe Bonamassa, uh, keeping the blues alive cruise. Yeah. Now, Rich, tell us about that because you've been on a lot of these blues cruises. (laughs) No, only one. Only one. I was a bunch of them. I was scheduled for a second one and I, uh, did the COVID freak out. Okay. <laughs> and that was in 2022, uh, but we uh, rescheduled for 24, and here we are. My brother and I are going and taking my 90 year old dad on the oh, wow. on the oh, cruise. Wow. So <laughs> I love that. So, yeah, yeah. Last uh, last year when my brother and I were talking about it, uh, when I was in Alaska uh, visiting my brother with my dad, um, he said, "Well, can I go?" I'm like, sure. Heck yeah. Yeah, we're not going to tell you no. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. I got to know, what kind of people, what's the demographic of people that go on a blues cruise? They are older. Um, there was a guy the in, uh, in 2019 when I went that was dressed as the dude. <laughs> the, the whole cruise this guy's walking around in a robe and boxer shorts and had the beard the hair everything and and i i, I secretly took pictures of him <laughs> but um but it's it's a lot of fun um it's more rock and roll than a lot of things um kenny wayne shepherd was the uh co uh the the main act but yeah. of course joe bonamas is the main act but kenny wayne shepherd was the second one um and then we had um what's the guy from the david letterman show who was the mc of the whole thing um, oh paul schaefer 
Paul Schaefer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul Schaefer. He was the MC yeah. for for the oh, show. Great. So that sounds awesome. How fun is yeah. that? Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, I couldn't believe I stayed up till two, three in the morning every morning, every night, and got up at six in the morning, and I I I know I saw three sunrises off the stern of the boat. So, because that's that's that was my deal. I would get up before my brother would, and I'd go down and get make myself an eggs benedict and sit on the stern of the boat and have a bloody mary and watch the sun come up. That, that sounds perfect <laughs> to me. Yeah, I'm gonna say that sounds like a pretty good uh, way to spend a couple of days. Yep. Yeah. I was just yeah. gonna say we should have a uh, Sam Gay cruise, but. You know, we'd have to yeah. be careful how we marketed that one, I think. Uh, yeah. That's like, a disadvantage to your last name. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I've run into that. Yeah. No, yeah, no, I bet you it's, do. It's, it's so, not um, a bad name. It's a good name. So, Sam. <laughs> I, I'm proud of it. Sam, I'm you must have bumped it. into, you must have sat in a couple of jam sessions in Memphis or Nashville playing the blues. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess as a guitar player, my my sort of foundation is the blues. Yeah. The, the closest that I've come to, you know, sort of blues semi royalty. Um, before I left Memphis, I spent, I guess the last year and a half I was in Memphis, uh, among other things that I was doing, I was working at a music store and, um, there was a woman named Jesse May Hemphill, who was one of those Delta blues guitar players and um, she would bring her guitar in to have us change strings for her. And so we would do that and clean it up and all this stuff. She had an, an old ancient Gibson, I think it's ES-125. And um, she would bring it in. And, and like I said, we would change strings. But then she had some kind of, like we tune it up to standard pitch. Then she had some kind of tuning that I guess that just like she picked up a guitar when she was a kid and she tuned it to however she heard it and so she would then go back to that tuning and if she'd hand it to me i couldn't do anything with it but boy she sounded like delta mud when she played it you know it was just it was awesome um so i was lucky to to be around that kind of stuff growing up i always say memphis was a great place to be from um but it was also a pretty good place to leave when it was time to go (laughs) it changed over the years too yeah Yeah. i mean it's it was a good music town, but even when I was there, uh, you know, there was not a real, there were a couple of great, great, great studios, but there was not a real music industry in Memphis. And, uh, you know, that was, that was over here in Nashville. So well, we're going to put a link to the Kickstarter. If you would like to help support, I'm going to, I'm going to do my support here shortly. Once I dig out my credit card, um, <laughs> you're like, awesome. Well, you're already supporting me by having me on. So yeah, thank you. But you know, I always do. So you do, uh, and I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, we've played the songs we've played of yours over the years have been all the comedy stuff you've done really. Um, <laughs> so this is a switch up for me too. We have a couple of quick questions for you that we ask every horse husband. We'll put the link for the kickstarter in the show notes so you can just find it there um and it's basically you can go to uh, kickstarter and just search for sam gay new record and it pops up anyway yeah uh, but yeah we'll put the link there and let's help him get there he's got like 200 more bucks let's let's yeah. uh make sure he gets there uh this will come out thursday i want to see him there by thursday evening so everybody get on it help support a fellow horse husband here right now rich is going to ask you the the horse husband questions we ask all horse husbands 
Yeah. Great. So um, how many horses does Templeton have? We've got, uh, yeah, half brother and sister quarter horses uh, okay. that are almost exactly the same age. Okay. Okay. I love me some quarter horses. I had a really <laughs> nice, I had a really nice one growing up. Um, okay. So uh, basically what is the chore that you hate the most with the horses? Oh, you know, well, the one that I wind up getting, uh, getting volunteered in on the most is, uh, stall cleaning and then hauling, hauling, uh, the leavings down to the, to the pile. Okay. Uh, but the, the good part of that is we have incredible compost and <laughs> it grows great tomatoes. So <laughs> can't complain too loud. The one thing you refuse to help with at the barn. Oh, if she asks, I don't refuse. Oh, okay. Good answer. Good answer. Man, Good, answer. Smart man. Good answer. Smart man. Happy wife, happy life. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So who cooks in the house? You or Templeton? I cook. I'm a I'm sort of a self-defense cook. Um, <laughs> Aren't we all? Uh, there you she, go. <laughs> she's she is uh she uses her talents in other ways. So <laughs> Okay. That's very and, diplomatic, and, Sam. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm like the main cook in the house too, but it's because my wife's stuck out in the barn so late that if I right. want to eat, if I want to eat, I need to make, <laughs> make it. Okay. Hey, we need to do a cookbook for horse husbands. And you, you just picked the title, title Sam, the self-defense cookbook. I think <laughs> there you go. That's there you go. We, we could do that. <laughs> that is perfect. Let's do it. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Okay. Okay. And as for uh, your horse transportation and and work around the farm, whatever, uh, what is your pickup truck brand of choice? Well, our our main hauling vehicle right now is a Suburban, uh, but we have had Toyota pickups in the past, and that's probably, I've always loved that truck, and uh, we have one of the little bitty Toyota pickups now as well but our hauling vehicle is a suburban and then the final question we always ask is what advice would you give to someone considering a relationship with a horse person know your place on the pecking order (laughs) (laughs) and it's pretty that is that pretty much under the shoe is that where we are uh well you know you just gotta know you just gotta know okay here's the priority (laughs) <laughs> that's it no it's, it's honestly if like if you're like me and you're a and you're a, a horse husband who's who's not a real horse horse person although i do love the horses and i love being around them and i love messing with them but but she is the horse person at the house just love the love your horse person that's all i can say um you know with her i just she can kind of do whatever she wants with the horses and I'm okay with it because uh, she's, she hangs around with me. So mm. happy about that. And you can always yeah. escape to the boat. A little fishing. There's that. There's that. <laughs> there <you go>. Sam <laughs> gay. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Uh, you know, this is, this is long overdue that we have this discussion with you anyway. Um, uh, uh, we're going to put a link to the Kickstarter campaign. As I said, by Thursday night, you're going to be there. No problem. So you're awesome. Thank uh, you. We'll look for the album in May. Awesome. Now we're going to play it out. Tell us a little. We're going to play you out with a little bit of a song that you sent to me called "The Window." What? What's? Why the window? 
<laughs> Honestly, this is one of those. Um, I was sitting in our living room on the couch and uh, I had sort of a thing coming up that it was a songwriter workshop coming up and I kind of needed to have a song for it that I had written. And, and so I was sitting there just kind of letting my mind wander. And I looked up and literally on our wall, there's an old church window frame that I, one of my uncles tore down a, a church for the lumber. And, um, and he had these old window frames laying back behind my grandparents' house, just kind of rotting away. And, uh, I asked him if I could have one and, and he said, yeah, sure. Take one, get two or whatever. But, um, so I, I got one and it's been part of our decor for some decades. And, uh, it just took that day of kind of letting my eye go to that and thinking, well, that, that old thing's probably got a story in it. So that's where this one came from. Well, this is Sam Gay, and this one's called The Window. Got an old wind frame from a church they tore down. 30-something years ago And I like the shape And I like the craft of its maker So I brought it home And I hung it on my wall And that old window frame Is ancient and fragile And worn from a century's time In a one-room wide building Where on Sundays they'd gather To try to make some sense out of this life Saints and sinners have been washed In the colors of its simple stained panes of glass And it's heard hollered fine brimstone And whispered prayers of lost hope For first-time horse owners and new riders, finding the information and support you need can be challenging. That's why Equine Network has partnered with Sentinel and Absorbing to bring you My New Horse. From important horsekeeping information and how-to videos to social media communities, exclusive experiences, and more, My New Horse is your one-stop shop for riders of all levels and disciplines looking for easy-to-understand horse care information and guidance. Start your horse ownership journey today. Visit MyNewHorse.com. Well, as some of you may know, we just finished with our Horse Lovers Cruise a week or two ago, and we had about 35 uh, listeners and horse husbands on there, and some boyfriends too, and we just had a blast. We had a great time, and one of the people on there, his name is Aaron, and he was Auditor Kelly's uh, boyfriend, and Aaron, it was so good to meet you on the cruise. What a fabulous time. Yeah, it was an awesome time. Um I don't think we had a single bad day or moment, and uh, it was great meeting everybody, and uh, we're really happy we went. Rich, these two won yeah. the Best Dressed Awards. Oh, my God. They Ooh. they were decked out every night. I got to tell you, Aaron, what was that tuxedo thing you were wearing the one night? <laughs> I I was just trying to keep up with Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> she loves dressing up and doing costumes and going to special events. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to keep up. So 
Um, I, I think I did okay job. You did. You looked fantastic. How how long have you two been together? Uh, a while. Um, this this latest stint has been about seven years. And how, uh, and how we did dated... you work? Or... Uh, no, we actually met at a racetrack. Oh, like horse racetrack? Um, I no. Oh. Um, I am a crazy motorcycle racer. Uh-huh. Uh, I do. Uh, road racing on the on paved courses or road courses. Are you the one that and, leans uh, over to the point where you're? Oh, it looks like you're just going to fall down. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That so. take that takes cojones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a saying. I have friends and colleagues that talk about their ball sports and teams and stuff, and they say, "Well, my sport requires two balls." <laughs> I love that. <laughs> do you have any skin left on any of your knees by the way uh yeah it's kind of scar tissue but yeah i (laughs) I figured (laughs) well that's fantastic was she a racer too was she a racer too no so so we met because she was working uh for a manufacturer of uh high-end motorcycle racing parts and and before that, she was uh, she she thought she wanted to go into the crew chief type arena of motorcycle racing. So she was working under one of the country's kind of highest or most top end uh, crew chiefs uh, here in the West that um, had his own shop. So she was kind of being mentored by him. And, uh, so I would see her occasionally at the track to the club races and sometimes at the national race. So, uh, we, we met that way. Did you know she was into horses? No clue. Yeah. Did you know what a horse was? Oh yeah. I mean, my mom had a horse for maybe a year and she got bucked off and landed on her head. And I think that was the end of that. (laughs) It was the end of the horse. (laughs) Horse is out. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, so, yeah, I was at least I, I at least got a preview. <laughs> Did, but, well, um, Kelly, though, came back. She wasn't in the horses, if I remember right, all along. She kind of came back into it. Um, no, no, I mean, okay. well, at least, well, uh, not according to her bedroom, which is she still <laughs> we still go to her childhood home which is, was shocking when I first experienced that. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much from high school, uh, she took her horse to college with her. Um, well, she had a slight break, but she bought another horse from the auto trader of all places. What? Um, yeah. Her, <laughs> yeah. It, it wasn't even in the auto trader. It was on the back of the auto trader where they would have kind of like random ads for other things. And that's where she found her horse who is now uh, just retired. But uh, she took that one to Cal Poly where she went to college. That has to, and, she has uh, to be the only one rich in the world. Rich is a car guy too. Yeah. Uh, she has to be the only one in the world that's bought a horse off a car trader. I think so. <laughs> I mean, it it was some place up in Northern California or Oregon, and they were I don't know breaking barrel racing horses or something. I don't know. I don't know the specifics, but they were they had 
this horse advertised and the price kept dropping every week. (laughs) (laughs) So that was the horse for her. (laughs) There you go. College budget. That's funny. (laughs) Yeah. So, so are, have you gotten involved at all with the horses or are you kind of, uh, do your own thing with the bikes and stay away from the horses? Oh no, I'm Kelly's trainer. I tell her what to do all the time. <laughs> yeah, that goes well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't mean she listens, oh, but. Oh, um, anybody that's met Kelly knows that she does not listen to Aaron's horse training. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I do. Uh, when she she doesn't go out of town much, but when she does, I horse it. So, um, her horse now is a ginormous four year old Dutch warm blood. Oh. And, um, he's to the point where he, he behaves and he knows me and he has a little bit of respect for me. So we get along. Okay. So I'll turn him out and, uh, check his stall, fill up his waters, feed him. And, uh, but other than that, other than yesterday, I actually laid on him because she's starting him now. Um, so, yeah, I, I just do very little. I'm more of a support person, I guess, for Kelly. Mm. That's To be honest, that's yeah. the way they want us anyway, isn't it, Rich? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, just tell her, keep her heels down um, and shoulders back and kick. Yeah. <laughs> chest out. Don't forget chest out. Yep, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why shoulders back. Uh, I was gotcha. okay. putting it gently. Shoulders <laughs> back. <laughs> well, I know the heels down because she took me to a clinic, and uh, this lady was riding just bareback, and she was going to jumps and all this stuff, and that was her mantra: is heels down. So I was kind of a uh, that's my golden ticket there to act yeah. like I know what I'm talking about. Okay, yeah. so let's get to the important stuff. Uh, <laughs> you, you know you're coming on a cruise, right? Um, yep. And you're, you're coming on a horse lover's cruise. Did you balk at that, by the way? or And has she forced you to listen to me in the past? Um, a little bit. I thought so. Yeah, there, most yeah. horse husbands get forced to. And there's, uh, I mean, some, it's kind of surprising. Something crossover from equestrian stuff to motorcycle racing yeah the cost and the uh <laughs> and the mental aspect yeah, the cost yeah. and the mental well, aspect yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and blown a bunch of money yeah that, and hurt you know. yourself those things <laughs> <laughs> well there's, now that we are uh, now that we're itemizing this there's a lot in common yeah <laughs> yeah 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 the um, nice thing about the motorcycles is i mean granted you go faster but you're closer to the ground <laughs> True. So yeah, we, so but, when you do uh, come on it, but you tend to slide a lot further than a, a horse. Yeah, the way he's the way he's riding. Yeah, he's yeah, 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 and it it gets really hot. Yeah, oh yeah, like really hot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you you yeah. can get burned pretty easy through leathers, and uh, and even our newer suits have airbags too. So I yeah. mean, yeah, I was going to ask you about the airbag thing. So yeah, that oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Blows up around your neck and sports your back and all that good stuff, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. But right. uh, So, Aaron, you knew you were coming on this cruise. At what yep. point did you decide to do the thing you did on the last day of the cruise? Well, I, I actually had it planned earlier, and she doesn't know that. So, and that kind of went sideways. Hmm. So, I knew the cruise was coming up. So, I decided, well... That'll be the time, but 
I, I didn't really want to do a proposal in the middle of it or, you know, kind of overshadow the thing. I kind of wanted to save it towards the end. So that was my plan. Well, and you did save it to the last day. It was a seven day cruise and you, you didn't do it till we left till the last day, right? I know. And I, I almost didn't. So what happened was, of course, before we leave to the cruise, Kelly is the ultimate planner to the point that every day, every outfit, every activity was laid out on an Excel spreadsheet. Of course it was. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, Rich and I did not plan that uh, when we went together on the cruise. No, no. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of knew what was going on, which was nice. I'm like, okay, I can make this plan. So one of the excursions we were going to go on is, that we did go on uh, was the river rafting and blue hole swimming excursion. Is that Jamaica or Nassau? I forget. Uh, Jamaica. Jamaica. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I had this, you know, whole idea in my head that, you know, okay, this blue hole thing looks like kind of like you can jump off some waterfalls, swim around, kind of float and play a little bit, and then you're out of there. So it was really pretty. Pictures look good. So I thought, well, I'll do it there. So I have this ring in my swimsuit, and the excursion didn't go that way at all. We showed up there. These guys drug us up three waterfalls and then proceeded to persuade everybody to jump off into these swimming holes. And at the end of it, they just kicked you out and, and whisked you away to the other excursion. So there's no time to do anything. Weren't you afraid of losing the ring in your pocket? I, I purposely bought a new pair of swim trunks. That were very secure. So okay. <laughs> just I had that covered. I planned it. Jumping off of waterfalls, I could see is the ring just floating <laughs> yeah. away. Floating away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it did cross my mind. So after I, I kind of finished the plunge, I did a quick ring check. I bet and, you did. Uh, it was there. Yeah. It's a little wet so. and rusty, but it was there. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully it's not rusty if it's good good to metal oh, oh we haven't <laughs> talked about what we haven't talked about this ring yet we're going to talk about that so when did you actually propose so i ended up proposing literally the last night on the ship so we had dinner together we, that night we um yeah so we had dinner and we watched we caught up on the last show that got postponed and we had reservations for another show earlier so I'm looking at the timeline, and I figured it was either going to be that night or uh, we didn't want to rush getting home and and uh, possibly lose uh, or um, um, blanking on the word, uh, miss our flights. Um, so we stayed in Miami uh, Saturday evening, okay. and then we're going to fly home Sunday morning. So I thought. Okay, worst case scenario, I have Saturday night. But it just worked out. It just kind of felt right. We we went to all the shows. We had a really good time. And then we just started packing up and we took a break, finished that. And I just started recapping over the whole cruise and things that we did and asking her what her favorites were and, you know, what things went the way she imagined it would, et cetera. So, so I said, okay, so you had a good time. She said, yeah. 
I said, did you have a great time? Would you want to, you know, do you want to do more vacations with me? And she said, yes. And I said, okay, well, if that's the case, then you have to do them forever with me. And then I presented her with the ring and asked her if she would marry me. So suave and sophisticated. I got it. I'm impressed there. Yeah. Me too. I, was, <laughs> I winged it. It was off the cuff. That's great. The ultimatum. Yeah. If we're ever going to go on vacation again, you have to do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a good idea. It has to be forever. <laughs> good, good for you, Aaron. <laughs> so that, that's how it went down. Well, Wow. You, this is not just any ring either. This had to, I don't even know where you found this ring. I, I, it had to take some planning to come up with this puppy. Um, well, that, yeah, it's, I, since we've been together for some time, um, uh, I wanted to start searching for a ring ahead of time. So I, I've actually had it for a little while, uh, because I wanted to find something special. And of course, she's so horse crazy. I'm like, the ring, at least the engagement ring, she's already got plans on, you know, what she wants to wear uh, for a wedding band. But I'm like, the engagement ring is all me. I'm doing what I want. And it, I, got, I have to find something that looks good and that's obviously horse themed. So it took a bit of searching, but uh, I found a custom jeweler online and, uh, that was it. And it has, so Rich, the ring uh, has two little horses that are uh, pointing toward the diamond, kind of, they're holding up the diamond. Okay. Yeah. I saw, so they're, yeah, they're I like s- reared up and yeah. holding it. Yeah. I saw pictures on Facebook and I'm looking under the horse radios, the auditors thing. I'm looking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just. I, I am trying to find a picture. Yeah, but yeah, that's awesome. It is awesome. The, the ring is very cool. I would say you succeeded all the way around. Now, the night before you proposed, we had uh, all the girls went and played a game together, and all the horse husbands hung out together. I am shocked that you didn't mention it that night. No, I I'm good at keeping secrets. You were. I mean, because we talked about I, some heavy stuff that night too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was great conversation, but uh, yeah, I'm like, mm, I I need to keep this one in my pocket, literally. Yeah, you did, and, uh, <laughs> literally. Yeah, <laughs> I I would have broken. Yeah, I would have too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I took Jennifer on vacation too. To I surprised her with the trip and everything. She didn't even know where we we're going. And uh, I, I was, I was the exact opposite of you. I like proposed in the first ten minutes because I just couldn't wait. So <laughs> I was the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mogi and I it was like we looked at each other. So when, when are we getting married? That's what we did. <laughs> there was no, there was no clever there was, line like there Aaron was no did. proposal, no, no, no nothing. It's like we just kind of looked at each other, and said okay. Here we go. Here we We've are. known each other for a long time. <laughs> so, well, congratulations, well, I, Aaron. I, I, oh, thank you. Yeah, we're we're That's very excited awesome. for you. Uh, I I give Kelly a lot of credit for putting up with me for as long as she has, and uh, and we talked about it a fair amount um, in the past. But uh, I've been married previously and that didn't obviously turn out very well so you know i was 
once bitten, and uh, so she's been very patient with me, which has been, uh, I, I really appreciate that. And, uh, well, yeah, I, uh, I, can, I see why you like her. her in my life. I see why you like her. She's she's a hoot. She's a lot of fun to be with yeah. and be around. And uh, yeah. she obviously dresses very well because you guys won the best dressed award. So <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't always dress that way. It's uh, I mean, most of the time it's, it's breeches and yoga pants. Yeah, I so. know. But you know what was fun for me was to see horse people dressed up. You never get to see that any other time. Uh, it was a lot of fun to see everybody all dolled up and had bought new outfits, and uh, and you guys were a blast. This was a really fun cruise. I mean, everybody was asking when the next one is already. Um, and we're seriously thinking... Oh, nice. I... Go ahead. Yeah, we had never been on a cruise at all, and not even a, you know, a go-to-Mexico booze cruise. So um, <laughs> we had no idea what to expect and whether or not we would have fun, because we tend to be pretty active, and we when we... Even when we're at home, we choose to do projects and things like that um, instead of, you know, events per se. So, and the cruise is kind of eventy. So, um, yeah, we had a blast. It was uh, you, great. You know, you you started off with the biggest ship too. That doesn't hurt. I mean, uh, <laughs> oh, that. <laughs> yeah, you guys picked the big one. Yeah. <laughs> so, so sure. Yeah. Well, no. you know, I, I guess that's kind of like uh, buying jewelry for the the ladies. It's, you can't downsize. Well, we're looking at Alaska for the next one. I'm. Uh, we're already starting to see about that. So hopefully we can make. Oh that. wow! Yeah, that'd be fun for all of us too. I think. Um, well, but- we'll probably go because of the Alaska cruise. Uh, Kelly's mom went on. My parents have gone on. They just rave about it. So that's on our bucket list to do. So you know. We've done a lot of cruises, and Alaska is still probably our favorite. Just you know, every every morning you wake up, every minute of every day is a postcard. You know, it's just a postcard. Wow. Uh, yeah. You know, you don't go on that one so much for the activities. Uh, you go on it for the stops and and for the shore excursions and for the scenery. I mean, it's just incredible. Yes. Um, but thank you. We're not even going to ask you the five questions because you're not a horse husband that we ask every horse husband because you're not there yet. You have to wait. We're going to ask you them after you get married. When is the wedding, by the way? Um, you'll have to ask Kelly and her mom. <laughs> <laughs> and I found the picture of the ring. Isn't it cool? It is very cool. Yeah, it's, it's very, very cool. cool. Yeah. Well, congratulations, Aaron. Well done. Good yeah. job, buddy. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, okay. yeah, thanks for having me on. And uh, I, I hope I can inspire some other young gentlemen to do something similar. And it was our first engagement ever on a horse lover's cruise. So we, yeah. we're, we're chalking that one up too. So thanks, Aaron. Appreciate it. All right. No problem. Well, what fun guest today, Rich. That was a lot of fun. It was great fun. Um, Sam was very interesting. And Aaron Boy, what a what a trooper! <laughs> yeah, so you did try the motorcycle thing for a little bit. Uh, well, yeah, I had a couple of motorcycles growing up and whatnot, and it just wasn't my thing. So, no. but but what he does is nuts a, a, a different a different level. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Different this level. is what he does. But, but I mean, on a track, it's much safer than it is on the street. And that is it, true. Even going 180 yeah. miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You just. As long as you don't hit anything, it's it's great. <laughs> yeah, as long as you don't go sliding along the pavement at 180 miles an hour, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
It's, so. it's it, you know we were joking about that on the cruise actually because here we have Kelly who you know is in a dang, very dangerous sport, and then we have him who's in a very dangerous sport. I said you too, we can't get insurance at all. There's no insurance yeah. to be had for the both yeah. of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just got to have great helmets. Yeah, that's, that's what right. they need, and so. a lot of padding, a lot of padding, a lot of padding. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. know they had air vests for those guys now. Yeah, yeah. Well, they have for a number of years. I knew, I looked into that as soon as they came out for the riding and whatnot. I started asking some of the motorcycle guys that I knew, and they, they have them for the street too. They're and they look just like a leather jacket. Oh. It's, Do they it's hook not, onto yeah. the bike the same way? Is that um, the same type of thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So they have a little uh, same CO two cartridge, everything. So, because I was thinking the street racer guys, I mean, they're basically just tipping over. So, I guess it would only disengage if they came way away from the bike, way away from the bike, I'm sure. But they're already in the ground then. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I guess they could have inertia switches or something like something crazy like that. But, um, like my, my, my saying is it's hard to say without knowing. Yeah. Well, you know, it's true. And you're <laughs> yeah. in your business. I can see that. So yeah. you, Jennifer's br- uh, brother was into uh, dirt track racing. So the moguls okay. and the whole thing. Okay. And he quit that because he was tired of breaking bones. I mean, at the age of 50, you know, it just, it gets old. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, yeah. that's a dangerous sport too. Yeah. 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 I have a nephew who does BMX riding still. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, on bicycles. Oh, does really? The, does the big the big hoopties things, and he is almost thirty years old now. That's old for those guys. Yeah, 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 and he's he's been winning, so it's it's funny, but yeah. Well, we're going to have, uh, hopefully, I hope in the next episode, I'm working on getting them, uh, a very popular YouTuber in the golf world is a good friend of mine. And so many of our horse husbands play golf. I thought, that'd be fun to have him on. He's not a horse guy at all, uh, okay. but he is in the golf world, and he's very well-known YouTuber in the golf world with millions of views. Uh, he's He basically does the product testing, so he has the fun job. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to work on getting him on for the next one, and then I know you have some other guests you're going to work on getting on yep. as well. So we're going to continue this horse husband thing the fourth Thursday of every month. Thank you for joining us. If you want yep. to uh, go back and listen to past episodes, go to horsesinthemorning.com and click on the horse husband's banner, and you can hear the past episodes. We've been doing this for a few months, and we're going to keep it going. Rich, thanks yep. a bunch. Yep. Thank you very much, Glenn. All right, it's we'll great. Talk, talk to you all next month. 